pictures round us. I sweep Ruby onto the verge. I push her into the wetness of long grass. She yelps protest, but I smother it with my body, which shields her, so that if anything's hit, it'll be me and never Ruby. We are held in white, oncoming light. I don't even hear the car engine. Too close, spitting up stones, the car sweeps past. It's gone. I wind Ruby out of the folds of my coat. On our left, below the cliffs, the vast Atlantic breathes. Ruby and I walk on. I would sleep forever if it would give me dreams like this. Part One Shoebox Story Chapter One Foundling She was a good-looking girl, too. Where did she come from? She dodged into the yard with me in her arms, tucked up in a shoebox. Or, to be exact, a box that once held a pair of men's size 11 mid-tan calf leather shoes. The cardboard's worn now, but there's still a picture of the shoes on the side. They look very manly. I expect this is why I've always loved the smell of leather. "'Goodbye, baby,' she said, as she put me down by the warm, gusty ventilator at the back of Vittorio's. I reckon she would have reckoned someone would be out soon. Kitchen staff are always taking a break in the backyard. You see them out there, sucking on a fag as if they're doing mouth-to-mouth on themselves. She didn't think of rats. I've thought of them, and I've shivered for myself in that shoebox, all alone and crying for someone. I didn't cry, and that's clear from Lucia's story. That story, along with the shoebox, is my inheritance— and as inheritances go, it has turned out more substantial than you'd think. "'Goodbye, baby,' my mother whispered. Or maybe she called me by the name she'd given me. But I don't know what that was. I don't know who I was in those hours before my story began, the hours when I was my mother's child. She didn't pin a note onto my clothes for me to read when I was grown up. I'm glad of it. She understood that she had no rights in the future of a baby she was about to give away. She wanted me to start with a clean sheet. She backed out of the yard, tripping over something that made a clang and scared the rats off for those vital first minutes. It must have frightened my mother, too. She hurried away down the street in her too tight black skirt, with her pink sweater stretched over big pearly breasts. How do I know that? I can't believe that I ever tasted those breasts. Could she have let me taste her, and then left me? The kitchen door opened in a gush of steam, and Lucia hurled an onion into the darkness of the yard. It hit the side of my box, and I began to scream. It was the Madonna who told Lucia to throw that onion, and if she hadn't done so, there's no doubt that I would have been eaten by a rat before the night was out. So Lucia told me, She was slicing onions from a net sack when she came upon the third bad one. It was firm to the touch, but when she sliced it, she saw the grey fust in its seams. Usually she'd have slung it in the bin under the counter, but this time La Madonna had picked Lucia for action. Holding the fusty onion, Lucia kicked open the kitchen door. She was packed with the aggressive pleasure that builds up night after night from working well at a job that is below your capacity. Cursing the supplier who had tried to make an imbecile of her, she hurled the onion into the night with all her strength. 
but it wasn't just Lucia's own strength that threw the onion. La Madonna took Lucia's arm, flexed her muscles, and filled them with the power of a shot-putter. In Lucia's second version, given after we had drunk another cup of coffee together, the onion was perfectly healthy. What happened was that Lucia had the door open as usual, and she heard the clang of metal as my mother tripped on leaving the yard. She hurled the onion at the cat she thought my mother was. But even so, it was a virgin strength that powered her arm. I think that these were my mother's calculations when she decided to abandon me by a ventilation shaft in the backyard of an Italian restaurant. That I would be warm, that there would be food nearby, and that Italians love babies. Lucia did not love babies. She knew far too much about them for that. She had loved her own three babies, born to her in her early twenties and already grown at the time of my birth.